0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I said it once, I'll say it again, bloodbath. That's what happened in America yesterday to the Democratic Party, really to the progressive movement. And that's why it matters to you, me, and we. That's why it matters across the heartland. This isn't an election in Virginia. This isn't an election in New Jersey. This isn't a repudiation in Minneapolis. This is a conversation about a total disconnect with the American people from an ideology that doesn't actually care about them. And that's why it matters. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I mean, the the excuses are fast and furious. How in the world does Terry McAuliffe... How in the world does Terry McAuliffe lose the governor's race in Virginia to Glenn Youngkin? How is it even possible? Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, getting 51% of the vote. Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, 49% of the vote. What's funny is this thing was called before it was called. You had Decision Desk HQ. You had uh, some people who are really pros at this thing. All right, this is over. This is over. This is done. But ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, MSNBC, and the CNN, they didn't call this thing till 1 in the morning. I was awake. What? You stayed I- up? I was doing TV with Leland Vittert. At twelve thirty in the morning. How are you alive right now, well, I, d- dude? Th- this is it. Watching the results. I actually have uh, audio of me watching the results of last night's election. Yes! Yes!
1: Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, god!
2: Don't you wake up at like 4 a.m. for your morning show?
0: Well, what am I supposed to do, man? there, There was madness afoot.
1: But I knew it was over by 10.
0: And it had to be watched. No, you wanted it to be over at 10. That's what you wanted. You didn't know anything because you can't trust anything. That's what you do, man. You're like, all right, I got this one, right? You had to watch it all. And then you had to understand what it was you were watching. Didn't I text you, though, and say, this thing's over? Congratulations. You texted me and said, this thing's over. That, that, that's great. I once had my kid text me. I'm a puppy. What, is that? what does that matter? That,
2: that, that's a-
0: when you dig in and take a look at some of the things that happened in this election, you really start being able to uh, take away the talking points of what people are putting out there, and especially the bigoted talking points. Oh, Virginia's just a bunch of racists. Oh, Virginia. They bought into the idea of critical race theory when there's no such thing. I mean, this was Nicole Wallace on MSNBC.
1: I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing. that He did not... I mean, he worshiped at the altar of Donald
0: Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't, he played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection
1: in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So I think that the, the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs
0: 15 points to the trump insurrection endorsed republican what do democrats do about that this is a news anchor making the claim that virginia parents are all insurrectionists while also making the claim the critical race theory isn't real you could not be more disconnected from the parents at that moment because the parent sees it differently The story of this election is that the suburban soccer mom is a very viable and very strong voting bloc. And they absolutely voted in 2020 to never hear Donald Trump's voice again. Now, whether that was all about Trump or whether they were aided on by the media apparatus or the apparatchik, as I like to call it, uh, that Nicole Wallace is a part of, well, maybe. But then you screwed with their kids. You looked the soccer mom in the eye and said, thanks for that. Now we're just going to blank with you. And that's what they did. You saw, parents saw critical race theory, which is real, being taught in the school's being utilized as we utilize as the all encompassing phrase, whether it's critical race theory, anti racism, or just the engagement of bigotry, or teaching about oppressed and oppressor, and explaining that kids are guilty for their basic existence, which is happening all over the country. If education was happening all over the country, people would not be bothered by it. Not at all, not in any way. But you told these parents for noticing that they are bigots. And the parents said, no, no, we're not. And then you told the parents they shouldn't have a say in their kids' education. And the parents said, whoa, 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 whoa. Say what now? And then you double down on it. And the political left doubled down on it. And when parents said, "It's our kids will decide," people like Joy Reid said, "Well, that's because you're racist." Eight hundred thousand, well,
1: nearly eight hundred thousand people died. a have reopened. The Delta variant, the the wave from the Delta variant is coming down. There are some, there are some some variables that are moving in the right direction at this and point. And the exit polls showed that. that- which was interesting that the coronavirus or that the virus it was a very, it has low was not importance to many yes. voters. There. Was it was education, right. which is code for
0: white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. And I mean, unfortunately, race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit. It used to be of the Democratic Party back
1: right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats and now of the Republican Party. It just is powerful. I don't just, I don't disagree with that. But-
0: Why in the world? Why in the world would you say to a set of parents, you don't like the idea of teaching about race? You take all these parents who happen to be white and then you put them into a group and declare them guilty for their existence, for the color of their skin. You're doing to parents what parents see schools doing to their kids and then you want to tell the parents that the schools aren't doing it to their kid while you're doing it to them and you think they don't notice. Parents stood up and said, we notice. <laughs> we see you. This is absolutely criminally insane and obscene. You doubled down and tripled down on this hatred of parents after, and, and suburban soccer moms after taking. You took their vote. You demanded it. You said, you can't vote for that, Trump. Look what he does to women. Look at this. Look at that. And they said, yeah, it's kind of ugly. We don't want it anymore. We don't want to hear his voice anymore. Ah, I can't take it anymore. And then you gave them this. And when they said, well, wait a second, that's my kid. You told them to sit down and shut their holy damn mouths. And the parents said, yeah, that's not the way it works. And when they stood up, you responded like NBC's Joshua Johnson. This wasn't about those pocketbook issues. This was about
2: how white kids feel talking about what black kids go through. Let's just put it call it what it is. This is about kids who were ready to have a conversation about race after George Floyd was murdered and adults pushing the issue back
0: and understandably being nervous about talking about it and Glenn Young can being able to make political hay of Are we allowed to talk about the fact that George Floyd uh was a criminal? I didn't say he deserved to die. I didn't say the cop was right. I'm not engaging any part of that conversation. Can we at least discuss the fact that George Floyd was not an altar boy? Can we discuss the fact that George Floyd had enough, was it fentanyl? In his system, it probably would have killed him anyway. Can we discuss that the autopsy report shows that there was not a knee on anything that blocked blood supply? The cop was still wrong. Wrong. But did you just say to me that kids want to have a conversation, but the the, the white adults didn't? Did all the kids, all the black kids, are you sure? Because I don't think you're sure. All the white parents didn't want to have a conversation, are you sure? Because I don't think you're sure. But you lumped them into groups because of your bigotry. Nicole Wallace, bigot. Joy Reid, bigot. Joshua Johnson, bigot. And parents said, why in the world are we kowtowing to these bigots? Why in the world should we do it? And they pushed back. And Democrats not only didn't see it, they didn't want to see it. They actively said, no, 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 we should go more on the offensive uncritical race theory. Remember, Nicole Wallace said it isn't real on MSNBC. And here's David Pluff, who ran the Obama campaign in 2008 on MSNBC. I
1: and mean, I agree with, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Castro, who always says such smart things about these message wars and culture wars. The critical race theory was a lie. And I think we need to go on the offense a little bit. And Terry McAuliffe tried to do this. Say it's a lie. They know it's a lie. But are you scared for your kids to learn about slavery or lynching or housing discrimination? Are we?
0: First, is it not real or is it a lie? Which one is it? De- decide your talking points. That would be great. Who in the world said we can't talk about lynching? This is once again Talking to parents, looking at suburban soccer moms, and saying, you're the problem. You were just cheering me for voting against Trump, and now I'm the problem? Wait, I'm like, I can't be a problem for wanting to make sure my kid's not indoctrinated, and my kid isn't told they're a bad person for the color of their skin. And the Democrats said, oh, yes. Absolutely, positively, no question about it. And parents said, oh, I don't want any of this. I don't want any part of this at all this is flat out obscene but maybe nothing is more obscene than van jones in discussing this election first on critical race theory on cnn the farther left
2: so sure, i i think biden's troubles are bigger than uh, this particular issue and i think that um you know, the Democratic Party, I mean, everybody that I'm talking to tonight, saying, this is a big, big wake up call. I think people took Virginia for granted. Uh, we took California for granted, but then people, you know, got in there and saved Gavin. I think people took, took the thing for granted. And there was an intensity gap. You had uh, Youngkin saying, uh, you know, your rights as a parent are under threat. That is going to move people. And then you had our side saying Trump is bad and vaccine mandates are good. There's a mismatch on the intensity for that message. And so, you know, as you, as you begin to think, what are we going to do? You've got to be able to respond to what I think is uh, dog whistling uh, on education. I think all the CRT stuff is trumped up dog whistling, but you've got to be able to respond to it. And i also
0: see that parents. See that suburban soccer moms. You just fell for a racist dog whistle. That's all you did. Not only are you racists, you're dumb racists. Ignorant racists who are just led by the nose by that Trump-supporting Glenn Yonkin. And not just a Trump-supporting Glenn Yonkin, a diseased Trump-supporting Glenn Youngkin.
2: Um, you do have the, the grassroots folks out there fighting for this on the Democratic Party side. The stakes are high. Uh, when this election is over in Virginia, we will know. Have we seen the emergence of the Delta variant of Trumpism? The delta variant of trumpism in other words yunkin uh same disease but spreads a lot faster and can get a lot more places the suburbs it- he just referred to a human being as a
0: disease and he referred to you for voting for him as a disease when they are not bigots themselves and when they are not calling you names to get you to do their bidding They take a look at what you do, and if they don't like it, they call you a disease. And if that's the way the Democrats want to roll, best of luck in 2022, really, because it's not happening. This was about parents saying, my kids are more important than the name you call me. And that has ramifications well outside Virginia. Well outside Virginia. This matters greatly because what nicole wallace what joy reed what van jones cannot believe is that parents said my kids matter more than the name you call me you misread what 2020 was you misread the vote for joe biden you misread the vote for senate in georgia you misread votes for the house we just want to be left alone, and we don't want to hear somebody chit-chatting and tweeting, tweeting all the time, and we don't want to be called racist, and we sure as hell don't think you're in charge of our kids' education. We think we are. And Democrats said, how dare you? And suburban soccer mom said, got this. And they pitbulled up, right? What's the difference between a hockey mom and a pit-bull? Lipstick. That was Sarah Palin, and she got huge applause for that line. She improv that, too. Well, you think these suburban soccer moms are any different? You think that moms in general are any different in the protective nature they have for their own children? Democrats may not learn this lesson because this was them as they watched the Virginia race go to Glenn Yonkin and to the lieutenant governor. The lieutenant governor's race, Winsome Sears, black woman, Republican, they didn't talk about her at all. The attorney general race went to Jason Mayores. Cuban-American, they didn't talk about it at all. Republicans won three statewide elections in Virginia, the first time winning a statewide election since 2009, and they flipped the House of Delegates from Democrats to Republicans. And what did they do that night? They doubled down. Go on, Democrats, take that as your policy into 2022. Let's see what happens. The Midwest
2: is waiting. I'm Tony Katz.
0: Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, but shots at like winning the World Series, uh, four to two. I mean, the game last night was what seven nothing? Oh, it was a blowout. Yeah, it was. It was brutal. I read that the Astros only managed two home runs in the whole series.
2: Yeah, they. You know, they didn't play well.
0: It turns out when you can't, when you don't cheat. Oh, that's unfair. Yep, said it, did it. Good with that. Sorry, Houston. Love you, Boo Bear. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today. But the best part of the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series is that the commissioner had to congratulate the Atlanta Braves on winning the World Series. I know. When it was just a few months ago that the commissioner was taking the All Star game out of Atlanta because they're all just a bunch of bigots for their voting law. And then they got the World Series in their stadium. Isn't that not the juiciest thing? He got booed. I forget. Manfred? Rob Manfred, yeah. Oh, he was. Oh. The commissioner. Booed, yelled at, everything else. Absolutely wonderful and uh and fantastic. Yeah, he deserved it too. It was it was great. The the key here is that um when you act woke, you actually always have to be woke. You move the world series because these people in Georgia changed the voting laws which makes them better by the way. And Major League Baseball had to prove how caring and decent they are or something like that. Well, in doing so, you had to stick with it. You had to keep up the trend line, and they didn't do it. And that's what makes this so great. it, It is an absolutely poetic, poetic move. The Braves also made some tremendously strategically brilliant moves. That deserves credit. Yeah, but I couldn't talk to those. I'd, oh, r- I'd I rather just discuss how Major League Baseball looks absolutely ridiculous at this stage of the game. Both things can be true. Absolutely ridiculous, and that and that's yeah you know, makes you feel good. It makes you feel all warm and toasty. Joe Biden blaming OPEC for gas prices is just perfectly Joe Biden. More to get to. This is Tony Katz today.
1: win in Virginia and you know you're reporting it being close the race is very close so about who shows up who turns out and granted I did win by a large margin but the point of the matter is that I think that this is this is going to be what we all knew from the beginning this is going to be a tight race and it is tight. And it's gonna get down to turnout, and it's going to. my guess is I'm going to be uh, landing at one o'clock in the morning, East Coast time. That's probably about the time we'll be hearing what the final results are. I think we're- and at one seventeen in the morning,
0: so help me. Eastern Time, Joe Biden descended the stairs of Air Force One as Glenn Yonkin was giving his victory speech. Could not have been better timed if you had paid Hollywood to script it out. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Oh, special, special, special stuff from Joey B when he's not just repeating himself all over the place. But Joey B wasn't so special when he was there in Europe. Joey B. He was um, embarrassing the nation, apologizing for global warming. I, it's our fault. It's not our fault. We make things that make the world better. It's not our fault. At all. And it's it's radical to say so. But understand, that's his theory. That is not an American theory. And a different president will have a different point of view. But this one, talking about gas prices, this one is just beyond the pale.
1: Well, look, um... First of all, the significant reason why prices are up is because of COVID affecting the supply chain. I mean, I know, you, I'm not trying to be instructed, I know you know this, number one. Number two, um, if you take a look at, uh, You know, gas prices and you take a look at uh, oil prices, Uh, that is a consequence of thus far the refusal of uh, of uh, Russia or uh, or the OPEC nations to uh, pump more oil. Uh
0: Can we just take a moment? Can we just take a moment? Take that in. Let that let that bathe right over us. You're blaming what you just referred to, or your, your um, team referred to the other day as a cartel, OPEC, and our number one hacking enemy, Russia, for not pumping more oil for us.
1: Uh, that is a consequence of, thus far refusal of uh of uh, russia or uh, or the opec nations to uh pump more oil um
0: and- so no need for american energy independence the problem is these nations and we're now going to announce how dependent we are on them just from a national security point of view what the blank who lets him talk it's it's just it's embarrassing it really is that's just pure
1: ignorance see what happens on that score uh sooner than later three, I think if you take a look at what we're talking about, you look to this coming Thanksgiving. You know, uh, we're in a situation where we find that uh, um, we are in a very different circumstance. Last Thanksgiving, uh, um, you know, I uh, uh, as I said, this year we're working on a supply chain issue. But last Thanksgiving, I sat down with my wife, my daughter, and my son uh, this Thanksgiving, we're all in a very different circumstance. Things are a hell of a lot better. And... Wait, you know, wait, 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 blah, blah, blah hell. Things are
0: what now? Uh,
1: as I said, this year we're working on a supply chain issue. But last Thanksgiving, I sat down with my wife, my daughter, and my son-in-law. Uh, this Thanksgiving, we're all in a very different circumstance. Things are a hell of a lot better. And... First,
0: why weren't you having Thanksgiving with Hunter? Oh, maybe you couldn't find them either. Okay, good. Nope, nope. (laughs) He sets up the joke. I'm knocking it down, people. I am not above that. How dare you think otherwise? Second, things are a hell of a lot better. I got a lot of Midwest business owners who may very well disagree with that theory. Because they're taking a look down the barrel of what their business future is. And right now, it ain't pretty. Can't get goods, can't get supplies, can't be done. Cannot be done. The amount of contracts spoke to a contractor today. Best of luck. Although I have heard the price of lumber has come down, but the labor issues and other issues still make it impossible or difficult or raising the costs if they can get the things. I don't know if people agree, if it's a hell of a lot better. And I will tell you that last Thanksgiving, um, uh, I gathered with family. I did it, drove down to Atlanta and gathered with family. It wasn't even a debate. My mother didn't say, well, I don't want anybody to get sick. I don't want your father to get sick. My mother said, if you don't come down here, I'll kill you myself. And I said, okay, mom, I mean, she's from Brooklyn, Bitch is crazy. What? Oh, my mother would love that joke. I'm surprised she doesn't call in and be like, damn straight. Now get down here. Oh, yeah. Uh, My mother tells great stories about kicking girls in the shins growing up. Dudes, your mom is hardcore. (laughs) Diane is super hardcore. (laughs) She'll cut you, too. No fear in that woman. She's like, jail? Bring it on. It's true, it's fantastic. Lots of people got together. They didn't buy into the idea that you simply can't, uh, can't connect. It's incredible that he can go about saying, well, it's better because now we can get together. It's not necessarily better and that that he pushes this is madness. But let's go back to the first part. This OPEC thing should get people m- crazed because it is an absolutely horrific take to announce that you are really dependent is an absolutely horrific thing to state. And may we also add, he stated we need more oil while he was at a conference on climate change. Am I the only one who caught that and said, Well, that's a. That's a that's a take right there. That, that is a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. We should be reliant on ourselves. We should be a nation of fracking. We should be a nation that engages itself to solve its own problems and then looks at other opportunities that are out there. So the biden the 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 self-inflicted wounds continue the lack of understanding um, the concepts of american strength continue the inability to be artful in public continues and now we're in the place where it's not just a gaffe he's incapable of understanding what he's doing when he's addressing people and this is going to start to hurt this is going to start to hurt guys this is going to create an effect a damning and damaging one at that more to get to i'm tony katz so the cdc they're totally fine with your kid getting vaccinated i i i you may not be (laughs) but the cdc is they are 100% fine with it. So now the question is, what happens regarding um, your kids and vaccines? Meaning, will it get forced? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you. I, I, this story came to me from a, a site called uh, tribtown.com. And it's here in, in Indiana. And the story is about how Governor Eric Holcomb signed uh, COVID-19 executive orders, as he has extending the public health emergency, right? It's, it's a way of making sure people get critical assistance. But he did discuss the fact that he's working with staff and agencies to wind this down, to put an end to the state of public health emergency in, in Indiana, to which I, I, I say good. I still argue uh, that the the General Assembly should be involved in decisions about long-term types of emergencies like this. But in the article, it states the following. Due to the anticipated CDC approval of a vaccine for children ages 5 through 11, which we know has happened, we there was no question that Rachel Walensky, the head of the CDC, wasn't going to give the final okay. We knew it was going to come. She said, together with science leading the charge, we have taken another important step forward in our nation's fight against the virus that causes COVID-19. We know millions of parents are eager to get their children vaccinated. And with this decision, we now have recommended that about 28 million children receive a COVID-19 vaccine. I don't, I, I, I question whether or not there are really that many parents super excited about getting their kid vaccinated because it's just so, It really is, in in the vast, vast, vast majority of cases, unnecessary. Based on how kids survive. More kids are killed in Chicago. And you, you know what that means. We should vaccinate Chicago. And start putting an end to the diseased mindset that makes people think they have to solve their problems by killing each other. And anybody else who's around them. Why? What? What? What did you think I meant? See, I love it when people try and prejudge what's gonna what's gonna happen next on the show. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're eh, eh, it never works out well. I don't know how many parents are really you know uh, pushing for 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 vaccinating their kids. But it brings me back to this thing from TribTown.com. Due to the anticipated CDC approval of a vaccine for children ages 5 through 11, a provision has been added to the executive orders uh, uh, that allow Dr. Christina Box, who's the State Health Commissioner of Indiana, to issue a standing order to authorize the administration of COVID immunizations to children under 11 because state law limits the use of the vaccine to those 11 and over. So the question was uh, the way this is this is written could be read two different ways, and I think it's meant one way, but I wanted to double check. Does this mean that the the health commissioner, Dr. Christina Box, is now has an order where she is she is prepared to authorize this, so then it could be done and uh, um, you know uh, pushed out there to to the state? I mean, people still get COVID. Aaron Rodgers just test po- tested positive for COVID. Wait, what? Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID and is out for the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. What? <laughs> no. This according to Tom uh, Pellicero of NFL Network.
1: Oh, my God. I'm... This isn't the point. Anyway, move on.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I, you, you having a heart attack is certainly the point.
1: I didn't even know.
0: Producer Ari, I'm, I'm I'm here for you, man. You can't do anything for me! I, I, I'm, I'm here to help you, give you information, calm down.
1: Oh my, this is you, terrible.
0: You Wisconsin people, man. Woo-wee. So is this about Dr. Christina Box being able to tell people, yes, you can now give out these shots to people who want it? Or is this about Dr. Box being able to demand or order that kids between the ages of 5 and 11 get vaccinated? I I don't think that's what it means. I actually don't think it's the latter. I think it's more of a procedural move. But the way it was written just, just hit me as a little peculiar. And I'm trying to get an answer, and I haven't gotten it yet. To the, the provision allows for Dr. Christina Box, the state health commissioner, to issue a standing order to authorize the administration of COVID immunizations to children under the age of 11. I, I don't think it means every kid between the ages of 5 and 11 in the state of Indiana is forced to get a vaccine. I, I don't think that's what it means. I really and truly don't. But I wanted to double check. Now, the question, of course, is will we see in Indiana the push for children being vaccinated? Of course, we have this going on in California. We see this everywhere where they have said kids have to be vaccinated before going to school. And unions are like, this is very, very important. Are we going to start hearing that from teachers, from unions, that now that we have a vaccine in order to keep everybody healthy? I mean, because if you think you you were upsetting parents before with the critical race theory nonsense, I don't know if you've seen anything yet. And what happens when it gets to, well, now that all kids can be vaccinated over the age of five, in order to keep everybody safe, your kids have to be vaccinated if you want to come back to work. I've talked about this now for a while, and I still think I'm getting some side eyes, some weird glances, things like that. Guys, you know there are going to be some people who do that. You know it, right? You understand what's happening there. You also understand that the vaccine doesn't stop the spread of COVID? It just limits the symptoms that you have? I can't believe we have to still discuss this. And it's just that that makes me say I don't know if Walensky is right that parents are really looking forward to this. As a mom, I encourage parents with questions to talk to their pediatrician, school nurse, or local pharmacist to learn more about the vaccine and the importance of getting their children vaccinated. Sorry, uh, I, I I don't think there's an importance in getting your children vaccinated. There may be an importance in getting a specific child with specific issues vaccinated, but a blanket statement, importance of getting your children vaccinated, I I I know I, no, I I I don't think Dr. Walensky has the science at all. I don't I don't think she can prove it. I I think she could lay some things out, but I don't think that would ever convince. Uh, A a lot of people that they should go forward with something that, well, has no case history, has no studies, has no data. Which is what all parents want, by the way. You prove it to them, they're in. If you call them racist, they vote for Glenn Youngkin. Congratulations to the governor-elect. Right there. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.